Hey girl, hey. Hey mama. Hey, hey lady. You are tuned in to the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. We don't grow alone, and this podcast ensures that you don't have to. Grab your journal and a drink and join us. Welcome back for another episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. I am your co-host, Tiffany Huff-Struthers, and I am excited to have our co-host for this week, Miss Erica Gandy. She is an author in Scenes, Vo- Scenes from a Single Mom, Volumes 1 and 2, so you know she has plenty of stories to tell, um, but as we do all of the time, I believe we are the best at introducing ourselves, while her full bio is in the show notes Erica, please tell everyone who you are beyond the bio. Hi, everybody. My name is Erica Gandy, and I am a school social worker for Pittsburgh Public Schools. Um, As you know, I'm an author, I'm a preacher, I'm a mentor, and currently I am a campaign manager. So that's a little bit about me. That's on yes. top of being a mom and a glamour. Yes. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. And a momager. Yes. <laughs> and a momager. She wears so, so many hats yes. and she does it and so And a eloquently. business partner, business owner with my kids. Yep. They keep you busy. They do. So, like I said, Erica is a contributing author to Scenes from a Single Mom Volumes 1 and 2. So, before we dig into it, I would love to hear from you what made you decide to share your story. Um, I just thought I had a story that would impact and change young mothers because I became a mother. As you know, if you read my story, I became a mother at 17 and I was in high school and I just thought my story wasn't unique at all, but unique in a sense where all of our journeys are different, but the same. And we all started out like a lot of us at 17 having babies and then not knowing where our lives were going to end up. So my first story was called Dream Builders. And I was just so excited about where God had brought me from, from the beginning that I wanted to tell the story of if you just keep on dreaming and you keep on building that your life can change and your journey can be different. Yes. And so much has happened in your journey since that story, right? (laughs) So absolutely. (laughs) You've gone from, you, you shared about going from a mom or a single mom to becoming a wife and, and a grandmother, right. Mm -hmm. In the next story. And now on the other side of that journey, um, your marriage ending and becoming a single mother again. Can you share a little bit about that journey and maybe what you've learned? Definitely. I think, um, so dream builders, that's crazy because my dream (laughs) builders end with this exciting point. Like I met this great, amazing man and that hasn't changed in my heart, you know? And the fairy tale wedding that you had, like it was beautiful. All this stuff. And so it's like, yes, you finally conquered your dream. And the dream in the end was to have this beautiful family, to have this beautiful husband. And I'm like, oh, I finally established what I, I wanted all my life. And then all of a sudden, life takes a crazy turn. And maybe a year after that, I become separated. And a year after that, I'm divorced. And um, it was a struggle trying to understand why I was divorced. You know, I couldn't understand what went wrong when all this is all I ever wanted. You know, this is all I ever wanted to do with my life. I mean, more than 
the entrepreneurship and all the other things that I've done. But this was what my heart desires, just to have somebody next to me, a companion who could walk with me. Yes. And then all of a sudden, all of that was taken away from me. And I have to admit, it wasn't easy. You know, I took a bit of time and people were like, you so gracefully went through your divorce. And I was like, because... One, I didn't have a bad thing to say about my husband. You know, I mean, we had our differences and there was a lot of things that happened behind the scenes that nobody knew about. But I told God one thing I didn't want to do was become bitter, you know. And like you said, I wanted to learn and grow from the situation. I didn't want the situation to overtake me. I didn't want to stay stuck in a place where I'm just miserable. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm angry, which I went through all of those things. Because when you go through a divorce, it's like um, you have to grieve that place of your divorce I had to grieve it so I'm not saying I didn't go through the anger I'm not saying I didn't go through the bitter points I'm not saying I didn't go through the sadness or the depression I did but what I had to learn in it was that God always is directing your path and and I'm not saying that because we all know biblically like they always talk about how it speaks against divorce, right? right? But the problem is, is that sometimes you're not in control of it. I wasn't in control of what happened, but in all in all is that God had to keep me doing that journey. And I had to look back. My learning points was to look back and say, not where did Devon go wrong in our journey in our marriage, but where did I go wrong? Where was my mess ups? Where, where couldn't he take the parts? So what straight from it? I'm not saying we always mess up, but there are parts where we have to take responsibility because it takes two right. to build a marriage, you right. know? And so I had to look back and reevaluate some of the things that wasn't right within me yes. and wasn't right within our marriage. Yes. And that was a growing point for me because then I started to look at some things that I wasn't pleased with with me. And I said, well, God, next time I get into this loving relationship, it's going to be different. How I relate to my husband will be different. Some things that I say to my husband would be different. Yes. You know, how I handle situations will be different now. And so I had to take a different look at marriage and what it was about. And I'm going to say this, too, because I can take a long time on this. <laughs> but one thing I'm going to tell you is when we talk about we dream of marriage. Yes. We're not actually dreaming of marriage. We're dreaming of the wedding because we grow up as little girls and we see like, oh, this wonderful, like, I say, like, fantasy image of what a marriage looked like. Because if, even if you think of the books, when we grow up, when we're little, they say, and they lived heavily, happily, happily ever, ever after. after. Yeah. Yes. Right? And so you get this Prince Charming. He sweeps you off your feet. And y'all just love each other forever. So you really think it's going to be like that, right? Yes. And when you get a marriage, you're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yes. I, I know a couple of weeks ago, um, well, last month, I celebrated my wedding anniversary. And I asked my husband, I was like, what one word would you use to describe marriage? Mm-hmm. He was like, hard. 
Mm. And I was like, me too, because it is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's work. It's work. Exactly. It's work. Mm-hmm. And it's work that comes in addition to the other responsibilities you already have. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're a mom, if you're a momager, if you're an entrepreneur, you have a career, all of those things. And really biblically, all of those things now have to become secondary, third, fourth, right. that marriage, you know, takes priority. It's, it's, it's hard work. It does. And so one day I asked um, a couple who had been married 50 years, and I said, how did you stay married? And the husband said, because I decided, I chose to love my wife every day all over again. Every single day I Fresh woke start. up. Yep. And chose to love her each and every day. And sometimes we have to, even in the hardest moments of our marriage, because it does get hard and it, it does. does get tough because we are two different people and coming in marriage, you're trying to learn each other. You know, you have to choose to love them through those moments, even when it feels like, oh my God, who is this person I just woke up next to? Yes. You know, because I mean, you do have your honeymoon periods, but you do have the moments where you're down. But when you're in those down moments, choose to love your mate, you know, and not choose to walk away or not choose to bicker or not choose to talk about. And, you know, one key that I would say too about marriage, and I know this is about single moms, but, um, marriage is communication is key like making sure you communicate well with your partner even in the hardest moments yes communicate with your partner yeah and one thing i will add to that that i had to learn Mm -hmm. and i have to consistently learn Mm -hmm. is that you don't always have to prove that you're right yeah (laughs) that's me (laughs) you know you don't always have to even if you know you're right sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to let some things go you have to be willing to let some things go yeah right that compromise piece say sorry first (laughs) (laughs) say sorry yes (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh yes yeah yeah well i you know I appreciate how transparently you shared about that. And so Mm -hmm. now on the other side of it, Mm -hmm. you know, I think what you said, the gentleman told you can also apply to everyday life. And that is Mm -hmm. choosing to love yourself every day, right? Even after you have a failed relationship Mm -hmm. or things don't go perfectly with your children the day before, you know, when you wake up, it's a fresh start choose to forgive yourself and to love yourself as well. Yeah, I think that is such a great point because I think that's it's that's a hard it's hard transparently I would say that's one of the hardest things I had to deal with too is learning to love me all over again. Falling back in love with Erica because when we are moms and and wives and business and all of that stuff we we wear so many hats, we forget about us. Yeah. You know, so I'm catering to my kids and making sure my kids is okay. I'm giving everything to my husband because I want him to be okay. I'm giving everything to my business because I want to build that and make that great right. and all of that stuff. And then we forget to love us. Like, yes. what do you love to do, Erica? What do you want to, where do you want to go? What right. is it that you want to do? And everything, your answers. I remember when somebody asked me, my answer is always surrounded around 
when I was married, my husband and and my kids and what they're doing and they're great. And right. I forgot to see all the greatness that was inside of me. So even after marriage, that was one key for me was to say, all right, Erica, now you have to learn to love you all over again. And not just love you, but fall in love with yourself, you yes. know, say, Erica, you're dope too. You got a lot inside of you. That's right. That's right. It's hard for us sometimes to look in the mirror and even say that, you know, and that and that was one thing that I struggled. And you're right. After a failed marriage, but even being a mom, sometimes when you see your kids not living up to the standard where you thought they should live up to. Yes. You're like, what did I do wrong? Yes. I gave them everything. I did everything right in my mind. I I sacrificed, you know, yes. because we as mothers, we we make big sacrifices we do. for our kids. Absolutely. Especially as single mothers. Especially as singles mothers. We will give our kids everything and we will go, you know, all the way to wherever just to make sure that they're fine, you know. It doesn't matter how many jobs we have to work. Listen. You know, it doesn't matter. The juggling <laughs> of the bills. Yes. To the make sure they got something. Exactly. Yes. We make sure that they are good. Yes. And we just like when you see something happen with them, you're like, oh my God, what happened? I mean, just like my daughter my second book talks about the journey of my daughter having a baby young. So when I had my baby young, it was kind of during that time where when you was a, when you were a young mother, it was kind of labeled kind of badly for us, especially in the church, right? Yes. And that's nothing against the church. It was just how it was, you know? And so it kind of was like, oh, she's got these babies. She's never going to become nothing. She's never going to do anything with her right. life. You know, they, they already map out your life because yes. of what you have done. And so that was still in my mind when my daughter had her baby at a young age and I was just like, Oh my God. At first it was just like, no, I don't want her to have a baby. You know, she wasn't 17. She was in her twenties, but very early twenties. And I was just like, no, I don't want her to go and take my same journey and do all. And like, that was one of the points where I felt like, where did I mess up? I gave her everything i made sure she didn't go down the same route that i went down you know and after a while i had to say to myself this is what people are feeding me these are labels that they have put on me yes and now i'm in return putting these labels on my daughter yes. when i didn't have to no, you know it because was, she doesn't get defined by that one and de- she doesn't get defined. decision exactly and i allow people to define my life and now I'm like, all right, so now I'm giving. And we do that as mothers, too. Yes. We will give our kids what somebody else has given us. Yes. And we're like, no, nah, that's not right. But it's, it's so much growth when you can recognize, wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not doing this again. Yeah, exactly. This is not going to be the same journey. And so, like, I had to decide. I was like, listen, even when we talked about her having a baby, I was like, before the, even the baby was born, I was like, I'm so in love with this baby. And I was like, people have to realize, even when we talk biblically, the sin, and I say this in my second book, the sin was in the act. 
not in the baby. Right. So you never count that baby out. And I was just like, nah. And I was like, and just because you had a baby doesn't count your life out. That's right. And that's what Dream Builders was about, too. Just because I had a baby at 17 and then turned around, had another one at 21. Yeah, that looked crazy. But, but it still, didn't count me that's out. Right. It doesn't mean that yeah. there are any more impossibilities for you exactly. than anybody else. And that's what I said. When people count you out, even in in divorce and all of that stuff, when people count you out, there is such a great God that will count you in. Yeah, be like you still in this game. But you have to remember <laughs> not to count yourself out. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, you had to fall back in love with yourself. How? What did you do? How did you get back to Erica? I think. How did I get? You know what? One thing I really did have. Um, even after my divorce, was a good circle of people who decided to love me through it. So even when I was laying on the floor crying, crying. like, what is going on, God? There was people who would text me and call me and say, man, you... You're, you're good, you know, and, you know, I had one person every day would call me and remind me of who I was, mm. you know, and remind me of what I'd done and reminded me that I, there was so much beauty inside of me. Like there was nothing, nothing was taken away from me, even though you feel like you've lost everything yes. when you lose someone you love. And like in those three years, so it was like. I, I lost my baby, and then I got separated, and then I lost my marriage. Mm. So, and I never, like I said, like, when I lost my baby, I never grieved the fact that I lost my baby. Right, you just kept moving. So I kept moving, then I merged, and then I'm like, I'm not grieving. And then divorce, I'm like, <laughs> I'm devastated. I can't move. Right. Like, I almost felt like I was to. paralyzed in that point. Wow. But, yeah, there was people around me who tend to remind me of who I was. But then... Even in that, I couldn't see it. I had to start reminding myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I did. I had to, um, one, get into the word of God and allow the word of God to begin to speak to, to who you. I am. If first of all, yeah. And then after that, you know, I would just write things down and journal a whole lot. Like I got books and books of journaling just to write the good and the bad. But I read this book and... One hard part with me getting back on my feet was forgiveness. And you you hit it on the nail. It wasn't even really forgiveness of my husband. It was forgiveness of me. Yes. I needed to forgive me to forgive me not because I felt like I'd done anything wrong, but forgive me because I allowed the things that mm. happened to me to happen. And I was like, why did I allow right. all of this to happen to me? And I kept turning my head and not, and I had to forgive myself. I had to forgive myself for not loving myself enough mm. to turn away from some things or to say, speak up about different situations. No. Yes. And say, this can't happen. Right. You know? And so that was a different place for me. But in the book, it said, what I can't forgive. It said the blood of Jesus will cover. Right. And so I had to keep saying that to myself because mm. there was there was places in my heart that I was like, God, I can't even get this out of my heart. Wow. But I knew what I couldn't forgive. The blood of Jesus, I need you to cover it until I can fully and completely heal. And so that was kind of my healing process. It was just the word of God 
it was prayer and it was just a lot of personal journaling and just the love of people I kept close to me just to continue to say, man, you are okay. You are fine. You can keep moving. You can keep doing this. You need to get up. It's time to get up here. You know? So that was the, that was kind of my process that I went to. I quiet down a lot in a lot of things and just really started to focus on myself and people say you shouldn't focus on the outward but there was a lot of things that i did outwardly too like i wasn't like big on the spa now i love the spa <laughs> you know i was like taking that time oh, to really just pamper yes, and level yourself yes i love this i love a facial i love a massage now but i, I think that <laughs> that appreciation and that love grew from you first taking care of what was inside. Yeah. And having a greater appreciation for the, the outside, outside as a result. Exactly. Because if your inside is messed up, you still can't look in the mirror and, you know, you can be as, you can put as much makeup and earrings on as you want and you can still feel like, oh my God. Ugly. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Un unforgiveness will manifest itself mm -hmm. in an ugly way. It will. No it matter how you try and dress it up. It definitely will. And, you know, and and I can tell you, you know, forgiveness is a it's a process to forgive for yourself. It's forgiving you, forgiving others. That is a it's a process, yes, you know. So I don't want work. people to think, oh, you can forgive and it's just happened overnight. Right. No. And then there's triggers. Like I <laughs> I thought I was cool. I was like, yes, I'm healed. I feel good. I'm forgiven. And then I would see some, and I would be what I felt like was right back, back at rock bottom. Like, mm. why am I feeling this all over again? So now I'm like, all right, now I got to go through the word again. And now I got the journal again. And now I got to rebuild myself again. Because right. sometimes we miss some things, yes. you know. And it's the triggers that come in. And some things are silent triggers and some things are loud triggers right. that will come in and you'll be like, man, I'd never even touched that or I didn't heal from it. And you know, because you'll be so messed up from it and you'll be like, no, oh, come back here again, guy. <laughs> you want to start all over? Right. And nobody wants to start all over start and go through all that again. No, you don't want to, but you have to because healing is a process. It is. It's a process. It's a long process, you know. But, you know, it's worth the time to take time and not ignore. Right. You know, even when you or try to skip. I always say don't try and skip the struggle. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because we want to get to the good part. We do. <laughs> we want to be like, I'm so healed. I'm good. Yes. Don't worry. I'm fine. I got it going on. But you're really not. And inside you just. And it's going, like you said, it'll seep out at any moment. Mm -hmm. People will know when you. You're not completely healed because at any moment that can seep out. So yes. you can't hide it for a long time. So That's don't right. even try to. And it's only going to hurt you more in the long run. It does. It does. So it's worth going through that journey. Well, you certainly don't look like what you've grown through. <laughs> Thank you. What would you say to the mom who's listening, who's feeling like, you know, she's at that rock bottom place, whether it's over a failed relationship or something that she's dealing with as a result of a decision that her child or children has made. How would you encourage her? I would tell her to trust God. You know, there's a scripture that says to trust in God and to not lean to your own understanding. 
our own understanding is the key point in all of those things because when we talk about our own understanding we'll lean on the things that we tell the lies that we tell ourselves when it comes to a failed marriage or failed kids and things like that and when i say it's a lie it is a lie because we will downplay us in it when that's not the truth right things are not your fault that's not your fault it didn't happen because of you no you didn't make him do that right no you didn't make your child act like that it has nothing to do with you but we will take all of that and the lies will start to speak to our minds and weigh us down wait and we'll be so full of it and it's not like no don't believe the lies and just continue to trust God in this situation because yes all things work together for the good of those who love God and you know all things will turn around in that situation you know um I'm gonna give an example and I'm I'm a very transparent person I'm gonna give an example my daughter a couple years back went through my oldest daughter she went through and she got in trouble with the law and I was like how did this happen what is going on you know and so that was like the first time I was just like oh my god where did I go wrong you know and it was just a minor offense but I was just like so devastated that this could even happen because I pride myself on being a mother but I pride myself on being a good mother yes you know and so I was just like oh and I mean I went through 150 things that I told myself went wrong that led to this that thing led happening. to her acting out and doing something crazy and I had to tell myself that's not it and like I mean when I seen God just work in the situation and some things God will use to bring that person closer to him yes and to get him and get that person to understand sometimes we get in the way of God with all of that stuff yes you know and so he used that situation to get my daughter to understand who he was for in herself. the midst, uh, yes, not who Mama said yes, he was, yes. but who he was in the midst of the situation. And plus, to get her to understand that she needed to rethink some of the things that she was doing and change the route of what she was, where she was going, or where she may end up. Right. And so I was just like, at first, it devastated me. But at the second, when I really started to look and watch how God played things out, and I seen the change in her through that situation. I was like, okay, well, now I understand. So some of the things that we go through in life, we have to understand is that God is trying to get our attention to try to redirect the wrong route that we're going down, you know? Everything's not meant to kill us. That's right. (laughs) None of it is. You know, God doesn't do, he doesn't work like that in our lives, but he's getting us our attention to say, no, this is not the way to go, or no, this can't happen to you, or no, I have something better for you. And sometimes we can't understand that God has something better for us, something better for our kids, something better for us in our marriage, something better for us to learn, you know, because we're in the midst of this dark place and our pain will overwhelm. Yeah, you can't see through the pain. So you can't see past all of this hurt 
when God said on the other side of this, yes. I got a promise. Yes. So there's a pain on the, I mean, there's a promise on the other side of your pain. But sometimes you won't get to it. And when you're down low, you got to get up. Yeah, right? you got to get. You. And trust, like you said, trust. that once you get back up, he got you. Exactly. He will have you, you know. And that's one thing you just got to tell yourself. Girl, get up. <laughs> you got to tell yourself that. And nobody can tell you that. And that's the truth. Right. Like, nobody can really. And people will tell you, get up. And I, like I said, I had a, a team of people who told me. But it wasn't until I told myself, girl, you need to. It's time to get up. You have to believe it for <laughs> yeah. yourself. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's really important to have that supportive person or those supportive people. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you got to choose you. And you got to yeah. choose to get up for yourself. Exactly. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for being here and sharing. And um, if you haven't already, I strongly encourage you to get the copies of Scenes from a Single Mom, uh, Volumes 1 and 2. I'll make sure I'll put them in the show notes so you can read all of the tea about Erica's journey. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, we'll leave you with this, as we always do. We do not grow alone. And this podcast, as well as the books and the stories that are shared, our purpose to ensure you don't have to. We will see you next week. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Scenes from a Single Mom podcast. If you were blessed by this episode, please take a moment or two and leave us a review because when you do, you create an opportunity for another mom to find us and get the tips, tools, and tea that we share here as you grow through on your motherhood journey. And if you're not already, be sure to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at When She Thrives so that you are aware of all the greatness that is going on with When She Thrives out here in these streets. And last but certainly not least, grab your copies of Scenes from a Single Mom, Volumes 1 and 2, and of course, 3 and 4 are coming soon. Thank you again for listening, and we will chat with you next week. <laughs>